Everybody, we got Wes Watson on the podcast. Wes, uh, I guess you're kind of a motivational speaker, a, a men's coach, somewhat, right? Um, I do everything, big dog. Everything I've done for myself, I teach other people to do. And I brought myself from doing 10 years in California Department of Corrections and the GP mainline California prison system as a fucking straight, real motherfucker for 10 years straight to a Ten figure, uh, ten million dollar year earner in the first two years with my businesses online, to where I'm now I'm doing multi eight figures annually with my coaching programs. But I mean, it all started for me sharing exactly what I did to just save myself, help myself. I used to think it was a bad motherfucker to go to prison, and I used to get off on violence and living that gangster life and all that shit. And I mean, the whole point is, is I just came out. I wasn't trying to start a fucking business. That wasn't my fucking goal. I just went online and started sharing what was working for me to stay out of prison, stay out of the clubs, stay out of the bars, stay out of that fucking life that, you know, that, that life where you go out and you think you're partying, but people bring that white out, you're drinking, the night never fucking ends, and it just turns into some fuckery where a bunch of grown-ass baby boys think they're winning, but they end up in tears in the fucking end of it. So that's my whole thing is I just live a life based on discipline and structure that has brought me to where I'm at today, which is more successful than I could have ever imagined. And how'd you come to learn, you know, all these things? I mean, obviously in the 10 years that you did uh, your jail time, how did you change from, I mean, I'm sure you had a different perspective when you first went into, you know, after you know 10 years getting out. Oh, I mean, it was, it's life is trial and error, but I mean, I just kept trying to push the fucking break, the fucking rules of life with laws of man. And I would just end up more and more slammed in worse and worse situations. Pussies out here think they hit rock bottom. Fuck. I was in prison doing 10 years, still smoking speed, still drinking in prison on the fucking phone, on fucking Tinder, still trying or plenty of fish back then still trying to talk to fucking chicks. The party don't end. Cause you get locked up. It just changes. And I just, I, I was still hustling in prison. I mean, the thing is, is I was ready to just commit to the prison life for life. I, you don't ever think you're getting the fuck out when you're doing 10 years. When that judge tells you you're getting 10 years and your life is gone. I mean, you don't think you're getting out. So in prison, you got to put in work. So when my people would need me to put in work, I would always raise my hand. What's up? I got this. I'll mark this motherfucker, you know, I'll, I'll, spl I'll splatter this bitch all over the yard, you know. They'd always be like, nah, dog, we, we need the bigger fools, downer fools like you, the healthy fools, in case a riot kicks off. Like, nah, nah. Then a few times I'd have to put in my work, go to the back, which is the shoe, do some time, get some tats, come the fuck back out to the line. I realized that even seemed pussy. 
Like that even seems soft and weak compared to the shoe where you're in a cell 23 hours, an hour, an hour a day, doing literally 10 sets of 88 burpees a day with your boys. I'm doing 88. You're doing 88. I'm doing 88. You're doing 88. Till we do 880 a fucking day. Just straight fucking wired up, greyhounded up, ready for if there's a problem that you got to win like a motherfucker. But what changed is I just kept hitting worse and worse fucking bottoms, Frankie. I just kept hitting the bottom worse and worse and worse. Where I was like, God damn, when the fuck am I going to change? And my mom said something one time. I caught a shoe term for an in-house SBI with an inmate manufactured weapon. I was going to get a life sentence, but they just gave me a shoe term of 14 months, which was the DA didn't pick it up. So I just got in-house charges, not street charges as well. There was too many uh there's too many assaults at that time. There was a riot that kicked off and there was like 180 attempted murders handed out. So the DA for that county didn't have time to prosecute. It's usually how the law works. If they got time to fuck with you, they'll fuck with you. If they got time to fuck with you, they'll kick you out with a fucking plea bargain that's super low. Mine was do your shoe term, go back to the line. Now you lost a bunch of your good time. So I mean just by lit, by hitting worse and worse fucking bottoms till I finally got on a call with my mom, the homie next door, guilty from EMF El Monte Flores, is a Mexican gang that runs the back. He slides the phone out. I fish the phone into my cell. We make fishing lines to where you shoot, you put like a, a shower shoe or something heavy, a toothpaste back, and you, you wind up all the, the fucking white, the cotton out of your boxers where you make like a long line. And I send my line out. He sends his line out. We hook on to each other. And then I tie, I pull the phone over. I get on the phone. I call my mom. I said, Mom, I'm burnt. I caught a shoe term. I might not be getting out this time. And she said something that stuck with me. She said, you've proven you can hurt people. But well, can you prove you can't? And, like, I'm a competitive motherfucker. That stuck with me. I'm like, hell, yeah, I can prove I can't. Fuck it. You know, yeah, yeah. And that was, like, the start of me just wanting to change. I almost got a life sentence while in-house. And I was just like, fuck this. I don't want this life. The other day I walked out the gates. I still had the keys to yards I was on. I still ran shit for my people. And I still did what the fuck I had to do. But I just, I didn't want the, that future anymore. So I was trying to find ways to get everybody around the prison politics that are California. Because you got to do shit. There's no way around it. But I was trying to just walk that fine line as much as possible. I wasn't all gung-ho like, hey, what's up? I'll get this motherfucker. I wasn't that way no more. So I started to, to make a transition to like, fuck, like this ain't my future, motherfucker. How, how did you, what was the original charge? Original charge was, uh, so basically some fool fronted some packs. I used to push a lot of weight before I went to prison. I was a millionaire before I went to prison. So I used to push a bunch of packs and shit, uh, weed from British Columbia, get shit from down south and mix in with the Canadians and the Mexicans right in the middle. Cause I'm in San Diego. But, um, you know, I was making, you know, probably 80 grand a week at that time. I get like 250 pounds and make like a hundred bucks to like 300 bucks off each pound. And then, you know, sometimes we'd be legit with every 10 days picking up. Sometimes it would be once a fucking month, however it fucking came in. But, um, I fronted some weight to some people supposedly this is what the law said. I never admitted to my damn charges. So supposedly I fronted some weight to these kids and they fronted this fool and the dude didn't want to fucking pay him. So I was like, hey, call this dude down here. You know, supposedly, <laughs> I call this dude down here. And then, like, they were like, they brought the kid down to a hotel room. The guy, he's a big-ass motherfucker. He was like 6'6", six, six, like 300 pounds. And 
you know, I, it was just like, oh, this is a fucked up situation. And then one thing led to another. We got an altercation, supposedly. And then, uh, and then <laughs> I have to keep saying supposedly. I don't know if I have to even say it anymore because I got caught for it. So, so they say, I fucking like, you know, I pistol whipped the dude's teeth and broke all his teeth. I broke all the bones in his neck, just stomping his neck to dust. And yeah, I was going to shoot him in the face, but my homies are like, nah, like he's dead already. So we left. And um, somehow the motherfucker, modern medicine saved his motherfucking ass. And he's on the stand like eight months later after U.S. Marshals picked me up. And they were like, he's like, he did it, this guy. And supposedly this guy was some gangster. Now he's all telling. So now this motherfucker's telling on me saying I did it. The two kids who were with me saying I did it. They all get fucking light-ass sentences. And I ended up getting 10 fucking years. The exposure was 28 years. And I got sentenced to that amount of time. But during my fucking, uh, during my case, the DA in my case blew her brains out on 11-11-11. District attorney who um, prosecuted me, Christine Trevino, this, uh, she fucking, she wrote a crazy letter to the county, was like, damn, I've been washing kids, you know? I've been stacking man years on these fools. So that's what they do. They stack man years. That's their ranking. That's like their baseball card as a DA. Oh, I got 10,000 man years under me, motherfucker. And, um, they fucking, she ends up writing a letter to the county saying she can't live with herself or something and shot herself, killed herself on 11, 11, 11. Then they just end up taking a bunch of cases back and uh, giving massive cuts on the time if you didn't want to go back to trial. So at that time, I knew I had a chance at life again. Wow, that's a crazy story. Yeah, I've been through a lot of shit, my man. It's fucking been some shit. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's nuts, bro. It's fucking from... I just feel like it was so ordained that I had to go there, want to be the best at this prison shit, come back fully tatted with all my, my car, the people I roll with in prison, Dago white boys. And, um, you know, and if you guys went to prison, you'd be a fucking, you'd be a wood. Frankie, are you, are you Mexican or are you white? I'm white. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just Frankie sometimes is like Mexican. Hey, it's all good. Yeah, some some like one of the Southsiders. Sometimes if you're white and you're from a Mexican area, you'll roll with the Southsiders. So, I mean, you have to roll with who you fucking roll with. And we would all just basically be woods, and you have no say about it. You eat with your people, you shower with your people, you work out with your people. You do only shit with your people, the Southsiders and the Pisces. So we're on one side of the day room, the blacks, the others, and the northern Mexicans on our other side. We only talk about political shit. We don't play cards. We don't swap CDs. We don't work out together. You don't eat together. You can't take nothing from them. That's how it is in prison. So the whole thing is I come out blasted with all my shit. I thought it was the coolest to have 1904 SD tatted on you and then have Dago on my stomach. That's like San Diego. That's like banging against uh, IE and, and SD because uh, you'd spell it Diego if it was San Diego, but white boys from Dago don't put IE on them. They don't put IE on them because then they're repping IE, which is the other car of white boys. So I have Dago on my stomach. I'm blasting all my shit. I got my letters. I put my work in. I thought that was the coolest shit. The roll up on the yard just slung back, you know, 230, 240 fucking beast mode, just killer, dude. That's the, that's the vicious dude I thought was like the most fucking, that's the most respected motherfucker. So I saw how these pussies live and they were just dope fiends, you know. I was a dope fiend when I went in, but I don't do my time like that. These fools are just shooting black, sniffing white all day, shooting white. 
like doing any drug they can, sweating their people on the street for pocket change just to get high in prison. I'm like, these fools are fighting solid at all. They'd be like, hey, Sean, Sean's solid. I said, how the fuck's Sean solid, dog? Like, how? I just heard him sweating his mom for fucking money for a paper, for a 50 paper. He ain't fucking solid. And by then, I'm fully running like a tough program because in prison, the way you run your program is your validation. Like out here, you got some cars, you got some shit, you got some money, you're a good dude or whatever. That's how the fuck you're looked at, your character, what you got, your success. In prison, it's only your fucking program. What time you get up, how hard you work out, how jacked you are, whether you use dope or not, and the years you've been in, the yards you've been on. So that's like who you are. That's what validates you in prison people's eyes. So I'm like, I'm gonna be the best at this shit. So I just started getting fucking jacked, doing my thing and running it to where I would run in any block. And you know, one of the last blocks I, I went in this full pup from AV had the spot. And as soon as I roll in, I see how fucked up these guys are. I'm like, give me that shit. He's like, hey, hey, like you basically got it. And as soon as I leave, you got the keys. I'm like, that's right, motherfucker, you're tripping. And like, these dudes are all on dope. They're a wreck. They're getting their people in a wreck. And I just started guiding my people correctly in prison. Like, nah, we're going to work out. We're going to get up early. Motherfuckers are reading shit. You guys are eating better. If you fucking use dope, I'm, I'm you're on the next thing smoking. Meaning the next time someone asks you a whack or the shit beat out of you, you're fucking doing it. Because you're on dope, you're a liability. And that's how it should be ran. So I started strengthening my people in prison. And I just brought it to the street. Because I was the only people I respected. I only respect people on the street who live a certain way. And the way I live created massive success for a lot of people. Because what keeps people from success is the dope, is the vices, is the drink, is the fucking drugs, is the fucking all the shit we shouldn't be doing, being lazy, fucking expecting the world but not having a solid work ethic. I mean, all this shit. So I came out and just taught people the same way I was living in prisons. And it works for a lot of fucking people. It works for everyone, but some people just denounce it because it's too fucking hard. And you being a fighter, you know the work ethic behind getting prepared for a fight and shit. Imagine living like that 24-7 for 10 years. That's like what it was. We're eating nothing. We're constantly cut. We're doing five rounds of fucking endurance work a day, hitting bag work, hitting, hitting bodybuilder routines too, and fucking just always on your toes, dog. Yeah, that, that's got to be a pretty stressful situation. Um, you just learned to love it. Did you live that lifestyle before you went in as far as being, you know, yoked oh, up? No, I, I was that half-ass motherfucker okay. who bought protein shakes, worked out when he felt like it, spent a bunch of money at the club, and ate how he thought he, he was big. You know, I, I was big. I was fat, you know. Now I fucking stay just banged up, ripped year-round. But um, I was just undisciplined. I thought money was going to solve my problem, so I would chase money. Then I'd spend it like a dipshit. I'd just spend it on bottles at the club to try to pull bitches. Everything I ever did was for women. I want, I want hot chicks, you know. And um, and, and I go out drinking and sip lines, and then lines turn into uh, meth, you know. And then I'm giving everybody coke, and I'm doing meth, and I'm drinking like Cristal and Dom B, and I'm at the clubs and Dago and shit. I had a dope ass pen. I was forming prison Range Rover. Whole nine. Like when Kim Kardashian had a little white Range Rover, I had the same shit. You know, I was always up on like the same shit as the top people. Like now I got better cars than all pro athletes, bigger house than all them motherfuckers too. I got a 20,000 square foot house. This is one of my houses. My house is 30 million. I got every fucking car, every Rolls Royce, Ferrari. Fuck, I just bought another Rolls yesterday because I got a flat tire in my other one. One of my, one of mine that was 540,000, uh, Colonel 26s. I hit a pothole. 
And I was I was doing a story on my Instagram. I'm like, I'm like, oh, dude, I just got a flat tire. I'll have a new one in 12 hours. I swear, 11 hours, I had the black badge 2023. I was pulling off the lot, and I filmed it as my driver drove me and my Phantom to pick the motherfucker up. But I just, I won't, I won't not find a fucking way. I can find a way for you guys to make more money if you're not making up. I'll, I'll make something behind you motherfuckers. Like, there's nobody that won't be successful around me. I found a way to make more money than most people do in, on the street while in the shoe, where I had to fish everything behind a fucking door and then call people on the main line and tell them to put dope on the trays the cops can't touch, have that shit come to the back, then have these fools bit dish it out to me back to back, back to me because it's a halal tray, different race even, and get it back to me. I have everyone working for me. No matter where I go, I'm going to run the shit, and that's it. And the streets were no different. But now, now I was running shit in a positive way. I wasn't using it by force. I wasn't, like, mass manipulating. I was inspiring people. And so now I was doing the same shit I've always craved, which was leadership and fucking loyalty and love and respect between the motherfuckers I die with. But now I'm doing it in a positive way and building people up, making them coaching programs, teaching them how to make M's, and then fucking building them up as a real motherfucker, taking away all their pain that they're causing themselves from all their vices, all their bullshit that we as men called living. Was there any point in your life where you had someone you would call a mentor or would that person be your mom? I, heard, I know you mentioned her before. No, my mom just was like, she's just, my mom's like, gee, she'll tell her how it is. But they never did enough in their lives for me to listen to them. Like, I, I can only listen to someone who I want to be like. So that's what I thought about in prison. I'm like, I got to be the man I would listen to. So now I am. I, I need people are like, why, why do you need so many cars? I said, bitch, you still live in needs? I live in wants, motherfucker. I don't want to just live in needs. People ask me how much I make. I say, how much you spend, bro? I don't want to just make money. I want to fucking spend it, stupid. Shut up. So any of these motherfuckers who think they'd be a mentor to me out here, I don't really listen to. I listen to like three motherfuckers. Like, you got to be ripped, rich, and rare for me to listen to you. You got to be jacked. You got to have fuck. You got to be, be paid and getting paid and have shit. And you got to be rare as a motherfucker to where I can trust you. You're not going to sell me out for some bitch or some line or some drink because you got some so many fucking problems that nobody can fucking trust. And you got that behind closed doors shit. I got to know a motherfucker. But that's who I am. I don't break. I don't. I, everything you see from me is what I do. I don't break character. I don't cheat on my chick. I don't drink. I don't fucking smoke weed. I don't do any of that bullshit. And I lay my head down fucking softly at night. I mean, fatigue is the best pill. I've been up since 2.45. I couldn't wait for this. I'm just going to roll my McLaren down to this place and eat a fucking goddamn steak, call it a day, probably coach the bitch who serves me. Probably tell her everything she needs to fucking know about changing her goddamn life. That's all I fucking do to people. I'm like, listen, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. It'll work. Everything I teach people will work. Motherfuckers don't want to work. They don't want to sacrifice. And when they do, they'll be as successful as me real quick. More successful. Like... But I mean, who mentors of mine? Bedros Koulian, um, Andy Frazella, I mean, Brad Lee. Like, some of these fools just, you know, they they were people who guided me a little bit when I got more successful. But like in the in prison and shit, like everybody was kind of a joke. You know, a few people like Charlie Brown from Modesto, you know, they say he was an AB affiliate, but he was just like a down ass motherfucker. But he had his dope problem. He'd come back that that jaw going like this and shit. I'm like, motherfucker, get your ass up out of here. Or fuck your old ass up. You know, jaw jacking like that myself. And smoke a joint, stupid. Calm the fuck down. 
Like, uh, it just, I lived a burnt-ass life, but I knew I was better than that. I knew I had talent. I was a pro snowboarder as a kid, traveled the world, skated, surfed, all that shit. I was good at selling fucking weed and selling drugs. I knew if I fucking turned all that bullshit into positive, I'd be really successful. And I still walk a fine line, bro. Like, there's times I want to smash a motherfucker's head in, but I don't, because I know the consequences, and I live by more universal laws, not by laws of man. So I don't try to get away with shit no more, because I know I can't get away with it, because I really do believe in karma. If I was a dick to either of you guys, that's going to stick with me for six hours just for being a dick and mouthing off. I don't want those six hours taken. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to move my brand forward. I'm trying to move people forward. So I can't pay that karmic debt from talking shit to you. And I know if I splatter dude's head on the ground, I'll be looking over my shoulder so much and feeling bad about killing someone's fucking father that that's going to take a year from me or two years or, or 10 years like it did before. So I just know I can't get away with shit. And I really live by universal laws. If I live by laws, man, I try to get away with shit. Like, nah, I can smoke this dude right here. I'll get away with it. Like, Nobody's around. Like, there's no cameras. I'll fucking dust this full and leave. But um, I just, I know I can't get away with shit no more because it's more my soul. It's my my connection to the universe, to, to our creator. I don't really know. I don't go with Jesus or any, like, fucking real religion. But I know we are created from by something because in my heart, I just know. So I just don't break because I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to pay either way. I'm never going to get away with nothing. So I just don't, I don't even want to fucking... I don't want to deal with that motherfucker in the mirror. So that's that's what kept me in line. I think there's something intriguing about guys like you and like Cali Muscle. Not that I'm making a comparison, but he has a similar story, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys, well, obviously you're, you're alphas. You, you know, you got the physique and all that, which is intriguing in, in and of itself um, and the outward personality. But you did something that most of us are never going to do. You did hard time in a prison. And guys like me and Frankie are probably not going to ever know what that's like. And, that's I don't want story. you. I don't want you guys to. It's fuckery, man. But that's why your story is interesting. You know what do you got to say? There's, there's. How many people am I going to meet in my life that can share a story like that? You know what I mean? And 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 talk to us and share and be so open about it about what actually oh, goes on there. You know. I, I honestly, bro, I seen so many motherfuckers just get whacked and watch their soul leave their body. One of the riots I was in there. These essays are smoking speed in their cell coming out. The cops are scared. Locked their doors. Motherfuckers are sawing this fool's feet off in the day room. Just puncture him like he's a fucking piece of meat. Dude, the northern Mexicans are disgusting as fuck. Their own people, they catch them doing dope. They have to stab them until the cops stop them. You can't just stab them a few times to try to get away with it like most other races. They have to keep stabbing the fool until the cops stop them. And the cops know that. So the cops won't stop them. They're like, there you go, dipshit, you're about to catch life, dumbass. Handle it. Those let the motherfucker die. Like, I mean, prison's a fucking, an evil-ass place, bro. And when you've seen that much evil, but you made it, you come out with a lot of love in your heart. And love is just everything to me. When I close my heart off to people, I feel like shit. And I just go by how I feel in life. That's my religion, how the fuck I feel, you know? And um, when I keep my heart open and I do something for people and I, and I live sacrificially and I would give myself like that, I just feel fucking good, bro. It feels right. And like, even if, say, my chick's acting up, I'm like, bitch, I'm going to cut her fucking money off. I'm going to fucking go get a different bitch. Fuck this stupid bitch. And I'm saying this in my head. My self-talk's going wild. I'm closing my heart to her. 
then as I'm saying that, I realize I'm taking all those hours from me and I'm building up that negativity in me because what you release, you possess. So I'm releasing all this bullshit energy, bullshit thoughts, bullshit fucking self-talk, bullshit just coming out of me. So I'm feeling what I release. Everything you release, you possess. Sure. The world ends up being as you are. Your world is not as it is. It's as you are. So as I get all negative and putrid, my world just gets dark and disgusting. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I stop myself. I'm like, nah, fuck you. Like, give her everything. Even if she didn't want to fucking be with you, take care of her. No matter what the fuck, keep your heart open to these people. You know, you got it. Spock can change you. Handle business. Love them. And then when I do that, they come to you. You feel great. Your world's beautiful. The lights are on. And I just learned how to control my, my inner self and really just have a level of mastery that benefited me in every way, bro. When you were talking about self-talk, was there a lot of self-talk in prison? Oh, that's all, dude. <laughs> well, I, I did a 14-month shoot term where you do uh, 11 months, 8 days, 85% of the time because it was violent. So you still do 85% when violent crime if it's prison crime. And um, when you're alone that long, everything just turns into internal dialogue, dog. So even out here, like, people are digging a ditch, and they're like, I hate this. This is bullshit. In prison, they close that door, and you ain't coming out of here. You're like, good, motherfucker. Watch how I come out. You can't stop me, stupid bitch. What? What's up? Watch this shit. And you just start doing burpees, push-ups all day long. If your self-talk is powerful and your actions are congruent with who you want to step out that door as, you'll turn into the most fucking bulletproof motherfucker alive because your self-talk and your actions – during that time of adversity, they were making you, they were building you. You need that adversity and you need that self-talk and those actions to be congruent with the man you want to step out of that problem. So say a motherfucker goes through a divorce or a breakup and he's some fucking just blubbering bitch broad of a man the whole time. Oh, she fucking, and he's just being a victim. On the other side of that adversity, he's going to be that what he was the duration of that time during that adversity. And I faced so much fucking adversity at the start. I was a bitch. I would do that. Oh, they, they locked the first that 72 hour lockdown. I did, bro. I was such a pussy. I cried like the whole time. And it was 72 hours. And I run out to the phone and try to call my chick. Babe. Like I was such a fucking bitch. Everybody's like that when they first get busted. They lost their life. It's they think it's still real that they're gonna come out and have a chick. She fucking had 10 Sanchos when I was down. But <laughs> Hey, and then I get out. I, and then by the time I'm, I'm like a vet, you know, red. Now I get locked. I get slammed down for like 90 days. And new Sally mine's like being a bitch. I'm fuck you hard time before. I'll get the fuck up. Handle your shit. Why don't you break off 123 for the house right now? Me and do 123 burpees for ourselves. I'm like, don't bring that pussy ass energy in here. Straight up, dog. And they're just like, God, this fool runs a hard program. I turn my TV I unplug my TV, turn it next to the wall. I'm going to run this shit in, fool. And my Sally's like, no. My other Sally was watching TV with me and playing Pinochle. This motherfucker wants to work out five times a day. Fuck. And it's just like, I just like heart checking people, testing them. That's what I brought to the world was, hey, discomfort's our friend, motherfucker. Soon as your, soon as your, comfort, your comfort zone is discomfort, you're going to be lethal. Let's go. And I brought that shit to the world and changed motherfuckers' lives from top to bottom, dog. And you know, as a fighter, like you gotta love getting hit in the face to be a fighter. You gotta, you gotta love losing almost. Like, dude, I bought a car off some motherfucker, my boy, my brother, Roman from Champion, and um, 
Who's that mother? Oh, don't tell me I forget his name. Gervonta Davis or Taylor, is that his name? Yeah, Tank. It's a boxer, but I bought one of his cars. Or in my home, he's like, dude, that fool will spend like every dollar he's got right before the fight. So he has to win. I'm like, I love that guy. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah what type of mindset is that? He's like, spend that shit. I have to win now, motherfucker. I even got gas money on the way home. What? And, um, bro, I'm just all in, bro. I don't fucking play games. Like, these motherfuckers play such a pussy life. And it just shows that they're not that confident in who they are or their ability to deal with problems or even lose everything. Like, I lost everything. And I, I ain't scared to lose it again. You're always like trying to be more safe with my money than I am. I'm like, fuck you, dude. I'm like, I play all offense. I just go, I just on top of each other each time to where I grow so quick. Everyone's like, how'd you grow so fast? I'm like, I wasn't thinking about not growing fast, motherfucker. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, you shouldn't buy that. I'm like, I'm not planning on making less money, motherfucker, shit. And so I just play all offense. And it scares people because they have so much fear in their blood. I can smell that shit like it's their time of the fucking month. I just eat motherfuckers alive, bro. I ain't about this shit that everybody's about with this fucking, just this overly soft, comfortville, victimization talk. Like, I watch myself closely within, and I sit in the back of my mind as the observer of my thoughts and emotions, and I do not let weakness in. Second it comes in, I'll tell people, I'm like, I'm being a fucking bitch right now. I'll break myself off right then, you know? What's your what's your take right now? I see timing seems to be very good for you because what is your take on max, masculinity as a whole in the world right now? Because you're, you know, you, you come across as very much an alpha, very much in... You're well-spoken. You got the look, obviously. And, I mean, to me, my opinion is we're at the lowest of lows right now with masculinity. So it, I would seem like there's going to be a lot of young men looking up to a guy like you. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, look, last time I walked into it, even a restaurant or something, was like, damn, that, that dude's got big-ass arms. That fool's a savage. That fool fucked me up. Like, last time I even was any, around anything, I looked for, like, cauliflower ears or, like, a motherfucker who's, like, swole. And I'm like, okay, don't fuck with that. We're, we're, we're good right there. But I mean, I, I just, I scope people out. That's a prison trait. You just monitor who's around you. But um, last time I even saw people that seemed formidable was like a lot, like never, bro. Like, I don't know why the fuck. And it's just so sad that these, that everybody's being so weak and, and they're like, no, spiritual growth is fucking uh, chewing on a dandelion while wearing Birkenstocks and eating granola by the stream. Fuck you. That is not. That, it, it almost seems like it's rewarded now. You know? Oh, my God. Sharing your feelings. Dude, why do you have so many feelings, bro? Shut the fuck up and go get it done. Like, I'm with you, bro. I think this is the, the pussification of this. Oh, my God. That is the word. Pussification. These motherfuckers are It's disgusting. Now, but, uh, can I turn my light on in here? No, you're good, bro. Yeah, good, cool. But because but, uh, you're you're so contrary to society and what's going on in the world today, and you know this woke world we live in, are you are you? Uh, I gotta try to phrase this correctly. Do you are you concerned at all with being canceled, like an Andrew Tate or? or you know, I, don't, I mean, it, it just. I mean, I really like. I really just fucking just live. You know, if I always tell people, once you get to certain level, new levels, new devils. So I mean. Essentially, they made it. I really think that dude's an implant. First off, I don't think I don't think anyone who gets so much exposure in a world full of like censoring and all that shit, like, dude, there's a reason someone's getting so much exposure. 
There's no way some guy from Romania who's not even that jacked is killing it so hard online. You guys really don't think he's an implant to like show masculinity and then say it's wrong and then take it away. I really don't see how that's even possible. He was so unapologetic, man. I'm not sure if I'm with you on that one. He was. Yeah, very- I, I just, I just, I just think society as a whole won't push certain shit unless there's an agenda behind it. So once you start getting on like Piers Morgan and shit like that, I never talk about other men. So I kind of like went into this without trying to. So I don't ever bring up other men and put men's name in my mouth. But um, the whole thing is, is like once you start going on national shit like that and they're like talking about your message, there's a reason why they want to push, whether he is or not, there's a reason that they wanted that out there. So there was an agenda behind it. Well, what, yeah, I don't see them ever having an agenda with Wes Watson. But they literally canceled him on everything. They took every platform he had personally away from him. His only voice was going on other people's show. You know what I mean? So that's why I, 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 yeah, I mean, that sucks. It happened to that Steve Will Do It kid, too. It happens to some people that it shouldn't happen to. Yeah. I don't really pay attention to anyone else. I'm kind of weirdly um, in my own little world. Yeah, so I don't know enough. what happened to these guys. So I don't really think about it. Like, well, I mean, I, you're, you're, yeah, the reason I guess I ask is your brand is built on getting your your voice, your message out there, and if they take it away from you, you know, I guess I guess I you know, my question is, would you ever consider toning it down, reeling it back? Are you always going to be? I, I, I actually I actually censor my own videos on Instagram now, so I can get my message out there. I used to be like, fuck that, I'll never censor my shit, but I want to stay. I like I like the connection with people. I love people. I was in prison for ten years. Like I love socializing with people. I love having groups of people. I love speaking in public. I love this podcast. Like I was taken away from everyone. I didn't see a woman for 10 years, bro. Like I love people, like not even just like, Hey, a woman sexually. I just like people. I like conversing with everyone. So I wanted to keep my page up for that. Like that, the, Hey, I can fucking still have all my shit, but I have my own platforms and shit. So, I mean, even when they, even when my Instagram page consistently goes down, I, mean, I still make money, you know, but the whole thing is, is it's not about that for me. It's about getting the message out there and, um, and really connecting with people and changing people's lives. I, I have everything now and I still wake up pissed the fuck off. So then I'm just like, I look above and I'm like, there's a reason why I still wake up fucking pissed. I still got more to do, you know? And like what I, when I wake up in the morning, I wake up at two forty-five. I have every day for like 16 years and I go straight to the gym at four and I eat a certain way, multiple workouts a day. But um, I really believe I wake up angry, and my process is a removal process that takes away everything. People are like, what do you get? What do you get for waking up at 2.45? What do you get for going to the gym at 4? It's the same gym at 4 a.m. as it is at 4 p.m. Why can't you go then? I'm like, nah, you think I get something? It's what I get rid of. And I get rid of that anger. I get rid of that negativity. It peels all that shit I learned as this cultural construct of being in prison and being in society takes away all my bullshit and I can really vibe high and be the man I truly am inside and everybody is. Everyone has like a true intrinsic value and we all are actually very enlightened, very intuitive, very conscious people, but we learn all this bullshit and we consume all this bullshit and all this shit keeps us from our highest state. So I teach people your frequency is what you frequently see and I teach people to live at their highest frequency to then alter their perception of the world around them. I'm gonna steal. I, I, I don't really think about negatives. I really, dude. I'm so fucked up from prison and institutionalized. I live like one day at a time, and every day my goal is just be the best man I can be, and that's it. Like 
everything I said I was going to do, I have to do every day. Everything new that comes my way, I have to react this way. And I never really plan everything. Didn't really plan my business. I don't really plan much ahead, really. I don't, I'm not that fucking dude who needs some outcome because I live life based on experience over expectations. Most people live life based on expectations and that makes them a horrible, gives them a horrible life because the quality of life means that your expectations are meeting reality. And most people's expectations do not meet their reality. I kind of just experience life, have a set of values. And with those life experiences, I'm always winning because even the worst shit that ever happened to me was the best thing that ever happened to me. hundred percent. Had that not happened to you, you wouldn't be here today talking to you know, shit. a million people. I would have been a burnout. Right, right. I would have still been trying to peddle drugs and shit and making small amounts of money and hiding money and barely being able to be visible, you know? Now, did I read somewhere? I mean, obviously, you talked about it earlier in the show that you had access to a phone, but I think I read somewhere that you actually started kind of branding yourself in prison before you, you know, you even got your release date. You think you yeah, had an Instagram account? Yeah, the cover of my book is even a picture I took on Instagram in black and white, and I put it on the cover of my best-selling book, Non-Negotiable by Wes Watson. But um, the cops were like, take your fucking Instagram down, you're not getting out. I said, bitch, shut up, dude. You're not going home. I said, bitch, shut up, I am home. Fuck, fuck you, dude, shut up. I'm like, I'm like, what, do you follow me, bro? My page is private. I had like 10,000 followers in prison. And then... um. I would post every day, black and white photos. And the day I got out, I put up a color photo. I said, I'm out. Watch what I do, motherfucker. I was a millionaire in the fucking first 16 months, 18 months. And I just, I just, I knew what worked for me would work for everyone. And that's what I do best is tell you, no, nah, we're no different, motherfucker. Like, like Confucius said, there's the only thing that separates a man from two men is their habits. So like once people have habits like mine, they'll be murdering it in every area. Some people just... I've built up so little self-worth that they just don't even think they're valuable enough to even be multimillionaires or be ripped or so they self-sabotage a lot. But um, yeah, I, I use, I post on Instagram every day from like 2014 to 2017 when I got out, but I started having smartphones in 2014. Before then we only had uh, flip phones in prison. We could only really get the burners like from fucking 7-Eleven and shit. So once we started getting smartphones, then we were able to be in business and be on Instagram and shit. And first time I saw Instagram, I told the the kid across the way who put me on game, who's actually a northerner named Cocky, he's from like uh, Stockton or some Concord. And at this prison, like it was level two, so you could kind of more you were forced to kind of intermingle with other races, but you weren't fully like we still had split day rooms, but you would like bunk in the same areas, so you would talk across the way. And he's like, dude, you got to check out think on Instagram. And then once I posted my first shit put up a hashtag. I'm like, Oh, I like this shit. It was like a picture with like a positive quote. And that's what my life was in prison. Just pictures of what life could be. And then like positive quotes I was reading. So I was like already living congruent with that shit. I'm like, I like this. This works for me. So I just based my life around what worked for me in my hardest of times. And then like my, like my brand even became like, be the man that you needed at your low, you know? So like I'm for everyone who's at their low, like the man they needed. A lot of people have come to me like it's in horrible places. I've turned their whole life around just from them stumbling upon a goddamn YouTube video of some shirtless fuck yelling and shit. <laughs> some similarities there with CT Fletcher, but um, what about what about like strong fatherly roles? Frankie's a dad. I'm a dad. I believe you're a dad as well. Uh, I think that is crucial. I think uh, man, the fathers, you know, in the home get downplayed a lot, especially today's day and age. I think that um, 
you know, maybe a reason that you are so popular is that dudes don't have like an alpha male in the, in their life. And they look at it. Like, yeah. I, I, I used to be married and I had a stepson that, that fell apart. But uh, now I have, my chick has like a 10 year old daughter and um, you know, I try to be in her life, but uh, she don't really listen to me. She's 10, you know, she's just, she barely thinks I'm fucking cool. And I, I'm like, I got every fucking car. I was fuck? talking about more with boys and dad. Yeah, yeah, no, but with people, yeah, I'm more like a father figure to a lot of people. Right. But, um, yeah, they come and it sucks when people didn't have a dad because I had a solid dad. My dad was a construction worker, a beast, like 6'5", like 260, big-ass veiny arms on the neck. So he didn't even train. He's just a construction worker, motherfucker. Straight killer, beast, you know. And um, fucking Paul Bunyan, motherfucker. So I, I like grew up seeing a man work super hard and be a savage. So that's what I thought men were. Right. And then uh, I meet a lot of people. They got two moms and shit, you know. It's like, damn, well, never had a chance with the two moms and shit. God damn, you do need me. Come over here, dog. Like, and these these are the motherfuckers who think like being overly compassionate and having feelings and shit is like, like yeah, everyone in society is telling me that this is the way to be. I'm like, dog, you need both, motherfucker. You need to be able to kill someone and be like in touch with your shit and be a solid loving dude. But Jordan Jordan Peterson's quote about that. Yeah. 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 Everybody should be a savage and something like, you know, and only use it when you have to or something. Yeah. Yeah. Peterson always comes up and all this shit because it's so congruent, but is Peterson even that way? Like every man. No, exactly. I know. Every man has to be capable of extreme violence, but willingly forego it. You know, I'm always like, when was, when did Peterson commit violence ever? And doesn't capable mean you fucking done it? Uh, that's a solid point. I've thought I've often thought that myself, but he's uh, he does make some ex- excellent points. But does he? Oh, no. yeah. he, he he makes points that work with me. But I think hypothetical is hypocritical. How yeah. the fuck are you just gonna like? Hey, hey, Frankie. Like I've never made a million dollars, but would you like me to teach you how to make a million? Yeah, You're like, no, motherfucker. You never made a million. Get the fuck out of here, dipshit. Or, hey, I'm not in shape, but I know the basis of it. Well, you want to listen to me? Fuck all that shit. Like, I love Peterson. He taught me a lot of shit. Dude's a legend. I think but what he brings to the table is he's so affluent and he's so well-spoken. Oh, he's I, shit. I, I couldn't speak that well. I mean, maybe you could, but I think there's a lot of alpha males out there that, that certainly, you know, can 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 walk the walk, but they don't necessarily talk the talk. So I do think yeah. he, he serves a purpose, even if he doesn't walk the walk. Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing is, is like... I'm, I'm representing like a new modern age type of man where if you read his book and he's talking all this high power shit, you turn the book around. He looks like he fucking lives it. Like every one of these other dudes need to go in the trash. Yeah. Like the dudes who are like fucking some fucking dude. Hey, this is how you hyper excel your mindset to be disciplined. You turn around. The dude is like the softest piece of shit ever. I'm like, what are you calling discipline, dude? That you're able to write 15 well, pages? Well, then I got to ask. I got to ask. You, you you had the setup there. What, what's your take on Liver King? Oh, I don't, I don't even know who that is, really. I've seen the fucking... I don't watch anybody's shit. Like, I don't... I really do not watch... I only follow, like, my people. And, like, the people I train and coach and work with. I think dude's a fucking stud. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, dude's yeah. jacked. I mean... You sold an idea that wasn't exactly true, but, I, I mean... Oh, I don't. I don't know anything about. I don't watch the news or know anything about anything like that. No, that's, that's probably the best way to be. Quite honest with you. Yeah, I don't know anything that goes on in really other men's lives. Like, yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> do not know anything about it. But um, I, I'm. I'm really like. I think everyone should focus on just their life, like so intently that they don't know what's going on in other people's lives. And we're all doing that. We're just killing him. Well, you know the basis of it, dude. I, I don't know, dude's jacked. 
and eat like testicles or some shit. I don't fucking know. That's all I know about the motherfucker. Roger got a couple things in common. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, stuff like fucking dude makes like nine figures, but it's a supplement company, so they usually make like 15% of that. So it really doesn't make that much money. I don't know. That's what I think. But, um, you know, business like mine are 90% profit. So it's, it's probably my margin beats his. But that's what people don't understand. They're always like, hey, I make X amount. I'm like, how much do you actually profit though? Like, mm. like this is a lot of these are improper business, like clothing, supplements, all that shit. Motherfuckers like make 30% of their hundred million and have a partner and then have all these fucking expenses. All of a sudden they brought home a couple mil. And you're like, oh yeah, he didn't, he didn't make much at all, big dog. But I, I don't know the inner workings of his shit. I don't even know what his supplements are called or anything like that. But um, Frankie got punched in the face so much. They told him he was making so much. It gave him way less, and he didn't know the difference. So, dude, fighters be making bank nowadays. Though, just uh, properly promoted and fucking killing it. You guys make bank. Some guys do. Some guys do. Definitely, definitely. It's getting better as it goes on. Yeah, I was on like uh, Money Mondays with Dan Fleischman yesterday. And the guy I shared it with was like Michael Chandler. I don't know anything about the dude really yeah, like that. But um, it was pretty cool that I shared the platform and he's got a lot of followers. I think it was genius to Dan to do that where he had two people. So both their uh, their um, followings would watch the same show and then that's bring the ratings up. A little bit of synergy there. He's about to get his biggest payday to date. He's fighting Conor McGregor. So that's going to be a huge payday. Oh, yeah. See, I heard that and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, luckily, I got matched up on the same podcast as in the, uh, yesterday when it dropped. But um, guess, guess who knocked him out? Oh, Frankie, you knocked him out? No, we talking about Mendez, bro. I just said you knocked out Chandler. He's talking about Chandler. Bro. Oh, Chandler. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy. No, I train with Michael Chandler, though. I'm buddies with him. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah dude, dude, this happens. I just, I soaked out a little bit of shit because we were on the same thing, but, and heard that uh, Connor shit. That's dope. I just don't really know much about fighting because I'm the worst. Like, if you beat my ass, you, I'll just tell you, don't beat my ass because I'm going to come kill you. Like, just don't do it. Like, just don't, because I'm, like, such a sore loser. I'll just probably come up and stick something metal in the back of your fucking head. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, you cheated. It's like, I just don't like losing. You're like, alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I run by a whole different set of rules. But um, I would get my ass kicked by any fucking UFC fighter, because, like, I'm, I'm, like, 240 and have no wind right now. I, I, would, just get, <laughs> I would just get ran on, bro. But, um, yeah, it's just – it's been such a fucking ride, uh, going from prison five years ago, getting the cuffs taken off to where I'm at today. But I just don't even see it that way. I've been living the same fucking life every day. I'm going to turn my light on real quick. Hopefully that don't make it worse. What's what's the backdrop there? What are we looking at? I know you're in uh, downtown San Diego. I, I have the best penthouse in downtown right on the water. It's the 39th floor. It is like best building downtown, closest to the water. Not where everyone's all shooting dope, fucking just bums shitting on themselves on the other side of town. Yeah. This is a side of town that's like actually clean, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful back there. Where are you guys at? We're in Jersey. Oh, cool. How's that? It's cold. <laughs> yeah, fuck, dude. I can't do the fucking cold, bro. You ran a couple times. We're crying. You always lived in Cali? Anywhere you ever lived anywhere? Yeah, I'm just I'm just fucking San Diego since I was born. I mean, I might get a spot in Vegas, go back and forth to escape a little fucking uh at least these high high taxes I gotta pay here and just actually live half half and half because I don't mind that. Might do Miami or something too, half and half. I don't know. Where can people find if someone like a kid listening right now? 
needs some uh, direction in his life, where where can he find you? How can he sign hey, up to, to work with yeah, you? Yeah, hey, CEOs, fucking kids, fucking people, everyone. I work with everyone. Fucking famous, everyone. I work with everybody. So, westwatson.com, and then go to my selections for coaching. I have normal fitness coaching that's $299 a month, $750 for three, $1299 for six, $2000 for a year. Then I have elite mindset coaching that is more like one-on-one calls like this where we – we get on um, really deep into people's issues and help them. That's like 10 times the price, 3,000, 7,500, 12,500, and then uh, 20,000. I work with top people on that to get their mind right, structure their day one-on-one, and they, they're part of both programs. Then I have my business coaching where it's the same price as the Elite Mindset, but I take someone like Frankie, I'm like, fuck, Frankie, how much you making, dog? You got a big following, like just kill this shit. And I make a whole course and offers behind him, tell him every post to do, the apps we're going to use and download, make the fucking two offers he's going to sell, and we fucking push his brand, and I make him fucking millions. I do the other day, he just was like an online marketer, and he came on my program, showed him how to do everything. He made 252000 in two weeks. You know, I, that's one of the most extreme cases, but, I mean, I have another guy, my boy Eric Spofford in Miami. He made 350000 in the first fucking month, He's already like almost a billionaire and has a following. So I just made some offers for him and he started making the content the way and pitching it how we're pitching it to where he made 350 in like a month. Um, some of my smaller guys, they, they, have, they have no following. They come in with no following. And I brought a guy from 300 followers as a firefighter to now having like 11,000 in like 16 months. And he's made $2 million off $7,500 investment. You know? Wow. So I, I like to teach people how to monetize online. Everything I've done, I can teach. So if someone goes to my page, it's like, how the fuck do I live my life like that? I can teach you. How the fuck do I stay that disciplined? I can teach you. How do I get that ripped? I can teach you. Like, in a world full of people teaching shit they haven't done, like Peterson kind of, hey, Peterson, I love you, bro. Put me on the podcast. Fuck that. I don't mean no, no shit talk, but Jesus. I mean, uh, in a world full of people teaching shit they haven't done, I want Frankie to teach me how to fucking punch someone in the fucking face. I don't want some fucking dude at some fucking boxing class down here who ain't never fucking got his teeth kicked in to fucking teach me some shit. So I'm a motherfucker who can teach you how to do exactly what you want to do that I've done. If you see me do it, I can teach you how to fucking do it. And those are my programs, westwatson.com. Then also go to Watson underscore fit on Instagram. Don't fall for the fakes. I probably have more fakes than anybody online. I don't know. I have a black square as my picture because I can't even put my own fucking picture up because these people say I'm impersonating myself and take my page down all the fucking time. So then, <laughs> and then uh, on it, on YouTube, I have my GP penitentiary life with Wes Watson. Awesome, awesome. And uh, they, they, it's cool. You got you know stages for every level guy guy that wants to get yeah, these, a little these, bit most of these guys most these guys say they want to get fit like one of these dudes was a trucker he's like fuck this life bro i'm drinking too much i'm getting overweight fuck this so i get him a six pack he's an essay from uh from la i get him a six pack i get him off the fucking alcohol i start to get him way disciplined with them workouts and he's like hey can you teach me how to teach people this after like a year of being on my mid-level program for 2.99 a month then he elevated, loved the life so much. I taught him how to do it. Now he made seven hundred grand this year. He don't have to be a trucker. He buying his dream cars. His kids work with him. And I mean, I do that for countless people. Bring them from like 
what they thought was going to be a good career that don't pay enough in 2023 to something they really love and can kill it at. Wow. That's pretty amazing, man. Well, we wish you all the luck in the world, man. Yeah, it's really just what I did for myself. You know, I just teach people to do what I fucking did, you know? Yeah, well, it's, it's your mindset that uh, that I think attracts people and really is probably what's, what got you where, where, where you are today. Got you through fucking 10 years of prison, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, motherfuckers, motherfuckers, most motherfuckers, if they got 10 hours in handcuffs, would be peeing, peeing on their balls, crying. And if they got 10 weeks, they'd be a blubbering mess. 10 months, their bitch is gone. They lost their truck. Their credit score's fucked, and they think life's over. Like, oh, oh, you lost your truck, and your chick's gone, your credit score's fucked, you think life's over, you fucking pussy? It's about to get way worse. You've only been in here 10 months, bitch. 10 years? You're a, the free world is a figment of your imagination. The ocean doesn't exist. You've never seen the stars at night. There, nothing exists anymore. The beach is not even real. What is vagina? Like, you just don't even know anything. Nothing is real anymore. Yeah, that's got to be a trip, man. Shit. Yeah. I mean, you're preaching to the choir with this guy. I, I think his mindset has always been his strongest attribute. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that's what made him, you know, legendary as a fighter. So, you know, but I don't know that everybody's programmed that way, man. I mean, maybe, maybe you can make them built that way, but I also think that that you, you either have that in you or you either got that dog in you or you don't, you know? Oh, yeah. It, 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 I mean, I don't, I don't I don't put anything past anyone, you know? I Like, I was the biggest piece of shit ever, and now I'm, like, solid as fuck. Like, I don't do any of the wrong – I don't can even imagine really wronging someone. Yeah, but did you always have that mind or no? I was the worst. I, I thought, like, wronging people – I used to think, like, I was an issuer of people's karma. Like, that's how fucked up I was. I was, like, the opposite. Like, oh, this dude just fucking brake checked me on the road and flipped me off. I'm going to dump a few slugs in the side of his door, watch him pee himself. And fucking, I used to think like, hey, like that guy was sent in my path and I have to fucking show him not to act like that. Or if someone like came front on me with their chick or something and like I, they're drunk and I'm chilling, do want some problem. I just pull that shit out and just put it in his goddamn mouth and just be like, what, get on your knees, you fucking bitch. And I just make him cry in front of his chick tell his chick I'm about to shoot her because he, her dumbass boyfriend make her cry too. I was just, I used to get off on like, like just fucking checking people and like really putting the fear of God in them. Now I feel like shit if I did that. It would break my heart if I treated someone how I used to treat them, bro. It would, it would crush me. I couldn't even live with myself. That's a growth. It's growth there, all right? Just saw the errors of my ways, bro. Regret, regret became my guideline in life. I regretted all that shit. I was honest. People say they don't regret shit. I'm like, it's not a choice. Yeah. You're either acting out of alignment with universal laws or you're acting in alignment with universal laws. You can't choose to regret something. It's either part of the golden rule or it's not, motherfucker. So people are like, well, you talk a certain way. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling the truth. And love ain't lies, bro. Like, you guys are all lying to yourselves. Like, yeah, honey, you look great. Like, the 60 pounds you gained over COVID is, is fine. And really the chicks like lusting over every fit dude at her gym and they think they're good people. They're just liars. Yeah. And like, I just don't lie anymore. I just won't lie. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm going to help you change whatever factual thing that we're looking at is a fucking problem. Whether you're broke or you're out of shape or you're dumb, drunk, fucking lush of a man using dope and shit like I used to be, you know? 
Amen, brother. Well, listen, man, Wes, we appreciate you, bro. Uh, a lot of a lot of words that I think a lot of people can take something away from, and you already shouted out where people could find you. We appreciate you, man. Wish you all the luck in the world, and uh, I'm I'm subscribed now, so I'll be t- I'll be uh, staying tuned to see what what's next for you. Yeah, shoot me a DM so I can get your page. I already got Frankie a follow, but I, I didn't know what um I really didn't know what to expect here. We got a link through Josiah. Uh, Frankie's homie, and I really appreciate you bringing me on here, Frankie. Thank you. Bro. Yeah, no, man, uh, definitely a, a great guest. Good for the fans. Uh, uh, yeah, we should probably do this again. If you're ever out in Jersey, man, we'd love to have you in the studio. You're always welcome. Oh, dude, I, I think I speak in March with Doggins and um, Jocko and a few people at the top of World One, and oh, it's a wow. live speaking event. It's gonna be savage. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow, I gotta check that out. Yeah, so you guys, fucking thank you guys. Man, I'm I'm going to go treat myself to my one treat that I have each day. I'm just going to have a motherfucking steak, there some motherfuckers, motherfucking salt on the motherfucker, <laughs> goddamn Diet Coke, bro. That's what I'm going to go have. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. Enjoy, brother. Enjoy that, brother. Thanks, Wes. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you.